Life Notes with Sheldon, where we talk about ways to get off the sidelines and back into the game of life as your best you. Hello, friends, and thanks for joining me on this episode of Life Notes with Sheldon, where we talk about ways to get you off the sidelines and back into the game of life as your best self. Thanks for joining me for this little time we have to share together. Today's Life Notes is entitled, The Journey of a Thousand Miles Begins with a Single Step. I just left our son's orthodontic appointment. It's always a great trip because everyone in the office is so positive, encouraging, kind, and just wonderful to be around at this little place. It's one of those few remaining and ever-rare places where they seem to know everyone by name, and they know and treat them personally. But something stood out to me today as I left. I had just shared a book recommendation entitled Love Does by author Bob Goff, with one of the front office ladies who recently entered her fabulous 50s. Upon sharing the title, she said, you know, it's time to start the doing. It's one thing to know something, but it's an entirely different thing to do something. We had a quick chat about how the next five to 10 years would be if we put that into practice. How our knowledge would not only increase, but how the present knowledge we currently have would flourish into results were the very last words that we shared when I left that day. Now, as I left, I felt recharged, renewed, and glad to know that there are others that are excited about life, looking forward to making a bright future, and enthusiastic about taking steps towards positive change in the lives of themselves and their families. (coughs) So, I would ask, where are you right now? Are you where you want to be? Are you entering a new career, relationship, phase of life? Or maybe starting that fitness plan on Monday again? (laughs) I've been all of these places before and I can tell you from experience that our attitude is the keystone in the arch of all progress and prosperity. If we don't maintain positivity and extend a reasonable degree of grace with ourselves and others, and perform constant checkups from the neck ups. Even if we begin to approach our goals, we will not be able to enjoy the ride or the view as we approach whatever our version of the top may be. Without a steady infusion of positive influences, people, concepts, ideas, and energy, the great thief of joy, comparison, can slip in and wreak havoc on our lives on our peace, on our joy, and our hope. And it can eventually lead us down the path of abandoning our efforts and replacing them with the pessimistic poison of ideas such as, what difference does it make anyway? Why even try? Now, I don't say or write those words to be negative. I only repeat them in hope that they may resonate as ridiculous to you (coughs) as they did to me when I wrote them. Yes, I have been before down that shame hole and asked myself those very questions. Why does it even matter? Why even try? And perhaps you have as well. For any of us 
who recognize that there is a whole lot of life to live, and especially for those of us who believe in the concept of the eternities, our faith and hope require us to look beyond the present obstacle, survey the rescue workers and devices around us, flotation devices, if you will, and grasp firm to the life raft to rise above the despair-ridden depths that can cause us to lose our focus and in time, even our purpose. Wherever you are in life, whatever you are wanting to change, become, accomplish, or acquire, if anyone else can do it, then why not you? So stop the negative self-talk. Stop putting yourself down and start looking for the people, tools, and resources around you that can help you. It's interesting that when we start to seek these things, an honored saying attributed to Tao Te Ching both rings and proves to be very true. It goes like this. When the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And boy, have I ever found this to be true. When the student is ready, the teacher will appear. So are you ready? If you think you might be, then start looking, searching, praying, meditating, and working. You will find that when you are ready, the people, teachers, tools, and spiritual power will come. But will you receive it? Attitude is where it all starts, friends. It's our biggest satellite receiver for communication, guidance, help, and energy from the divine and the universal power of positivity that has led all great people before you. So get started. Take a step. Phone a friend or a counselor, mentor, consulting group, a consultant. Get reading and get writing and get going because while the clock may be ticking, it's actually your friend and not your foe. You see, adversity can actually be our friend if we allow it. So don't let any of that get in your way for very long. Most of what impedes you are just distractions that can be avoided when you take actions. You have the stage here for but a small moment. How will you shine? Hopefully in a way that can light the path and inspire those you love and serve. Keep shining, friends, and take that first step today. A couple of quotes I want to share with you, one by Jack Canfield. In order to get what you want, you must first decide what you want. Most people really foul up at this crucial first step because they simply can't see how it's possible to get what they want, so they don't even let themselves want it. One other one is you can't change anyone else, but people do change in relationships, in relationship to your change. Friends, an interesting thing happened at my daughter's baseball game. She's the only young girl on this little team of boys, and it's the cutest thing. And of course, I think she's the cutest girl in the world, but it's fun to see her be this uh, lone ranger on this team of boys. And it's so fun. We have so much fun in Little League watching our kids play. It's been really brought a great joy to our lives. And I just kind of in become this process of, of who we are. And I ran into a man who has been kind of a pillar in our community for many years in our small area. And uh, he's just someone that I've always looked up to. You know, he has a great family, uh, really great kids that contribute to the community. And they've just really made an impact on their community, their church, and, and everyone around them. And 
you know, as uh, I came up to him, I asked him how he was doing. And he said, yeah, well, you know, I'm better. And so I said, well, what's going on? And I had forgotten that he had a really big stroke. He had a, a, a scary um, mix up with a stroke and, and it really affected him. And he said, well, you know, I've been really dizzy. I'm actually walking better. I'm doing these things better, but you know, it's been a hard road. It's been a hard road. And so in the conversation, you know, he said, there's a few things though that I've really learned and gained from this. So as I mentioned, adversity can be our friend. He was mentioning how his adversity had actually been his friend and his teacher and even his mentor. And he said, these are the three things that it has taught me. First of all, is wow, that was really serious. That was a big one. That was close. <laughs> and uh, how careful we have to be in life because, you know, it's so fleeting. It's so fleeting. This time on the stage that we have, it can be cut off by the director at any minute, right? It just can, it can end so quickly in so many ways. And so we have to take advantage of this small time we have, which is the present. Next, he said that uh, it really made me consider if I was ready to meet my maker. Now, whatever that may mean for you, uh, I think it's something important to consider in the stages of our lives because how ready we are to meet our maker will uh, directly affect how ready we are to treat our loved ones with kindness and grace. Because I think that's going to be the biggest question that our maker will have for us is how did you treat those around you? How did you treat the least of these? And so that was really the second thing that it taught him and, and, and impacted him. And the third was this, and, and this one really stuck with me. He said, Sheldon, your loved ones, your family, your friends, those who serve you, you have to tell them you appreciate them. You have to praise them. You have to let them know while you still can what a difference they make and how important they are to you. That's what it taught me. Those three things, how serious the event was and how fleeting life can be. And then was he ready to meet his maker? And then third, we have to let people know. We have to appreciate him while we can. In those moments, we have to let those that we love and care about know because they don't always, you know, sometimes we make the mistake of just assuming because we think something that others are somehow going to perceive it or receive it or understand what we think. You know, I make this mistake all the time in communication. I think something, therefore I think that it is, right? I, I think something. And so I just randomly think that, well, my family should have known that because I was thinking it. It's this communication error that I think that we all make and all kind of fall prey to at times. And so we have to tell people, we have to really let them know, we have to share with them what they mean to us and why, and take time to praise and give that consolation and give that gratitude to those who make such a difference in our lives. It's so, so very essential. And so friends, I would ask you, you know, in this stage of your life, wherever you are, what's that next step that you want to take? What's that thing that you need to do or want to do? Now, I am going to start practicing what I preach in these life notes by trying to implement them in, in our lives. Um, you know, in 2020, I was going to see a, a dream come true in my life that I've always wanted to go to a Cubs game at Wrigley Field. 
I'm fascinated with the history of baseball and how intertwined it is with our own American history. And, and, and aside from that, the thrill of the game, the sights, the smells, there's just something that is richly American and fun about baseball. And so I was really excited to do this in 2020, had it all planned. And then of course, 2020 happened and everything was canceled. And so, you know, it's been three years and I still haven't done it. And I have a son who is an avid baseball fan and who is an avid little league player. And you know what? I'm going to take him to a Cubs game. We're going to do it. And he is kind of my science and history kid, you know, and so he really has had an intense desire to go see Niagara Falls. So it happens to be an eight hour drive from, you know, Wrigley Field, but we're going to do that too. And, you know, I've been wanting to do some recording, some new recording, and I have a friend at Purdue who has access to this incredible studio, and I'm going to be able to go spend a couple of days with him and do some recording again. These are things that I've wanted to do. And so I'm kind of combining them in this week where I'm going to be able to do something for me and do something with my son for him and accomplish some of the dreams that he had too, because he's wanted to go there as well. So instead of just dreaming these things, yes, it's going to cause some expense. Yes, it's going to cause some inconvenience on my family members who will have to uh, pick up the slack on those who work with me. Um, yes, you know, there's always that worry of, of going away and the duties that you leave, but man, it's going to be so fun and I'm so excited to do it. And I finally just took that step and I'm making it happen and it feels really good and I'm excited for it. And, you know, my friend, Mr. Frost in his, uh, post-stroke, uh, wisdom really has helped me kind of re-channel this desire to do those things that I want to do and that I need to do while I can do them. And friends, I can't tell you how many times I talk to people who are telling me about things that they really have been meaning to do or things that they've really been wanting to do. You know, some people that have the means and time have really been wanting to take a trip with their grandkids, for instance. And it's like, why haven't you done it? I mean, you only have them for so long. And you know, we, we just make up all of these excuses of why we're too busy, of why there's too many demands of, oh my gosh, someone has to water the flowers and the grass, right? Well, you know what? There's, there's teenage kids down the road that would love to have some extra money and a little responsibility and excuse to get away from their home to water your plants. And they may not do it as well as you do. And you may lose one or two flowers, but you get to go do this experience. And and this is what is interesting to me is so often it's people who have the ability to actually do things that are kind of trapping themselves and saying, man, I just wish that I could do this or I wish I would have done this. Another example is I have uh, friends. I, I talked to a dear friend today who's been in the car business for a number of years and uh, he's in management. It's intense, you know, car business, you have to be there six days a week. It's just, pay, you have to, it's an intense business and, and there's a constant uh, pressure to perform and to produce. It's just, man, it can be grueling. And, and he's just tired of it. He's just beat up. He's worn out. He's tired of it. And every time I talk to him for the past three years, he's been telling me, you know, this story on repeat. 
I'm just so burnt out. You go from hero to zero and, you know, they just don't appreciate what I do. They don't, they don't understand. It just, uh, it's just, I hate, I, I hate what I do. I don't like it anymore. It's just, I don't get to see my family. I rarely get a day off when I do. It's pressured. I have to lock the building up and I'm, I'm just like, you know, make those calls. If you want to move, if you want to do something, if there's a better opportunity, try and take it while you can. Because we only have our kids for so long, friends, and we only have our health for so long. And so I'm praying for him today. I'm, I'm reaching out to him in positive energy and goodness that he can be able to make that jump and find that way and that path to get to where he's a little more fulfilled in that because he's a wonderful, wonderful person. I worry about his stress level. And, you know, I see this situation often of folks who really want to make this change or really want to just accomplish this thing. Or, I mean, it can even be things as simple as I've been meaning to call the plumber for six weeks to get this taken care of. So take a step and and if you just take a little bit of time to make a blueprint, you know, just a, even a checklist of what do I need to do to get started on this? You're taking a trip, do some research on how to do it or the best way, you know, you're making a career change. Who do you talk to? When, when I first started uh, our business, I interviewed quite a few people and, and one of them is a formidable businessman in our, in our County, in our area. And I got some time with him and sat down in his office and he was very kind to spend about 10, 15 minutes with me. And I said, you know, you've obviously done very well. What advice would you have for someone else? And I can accept that advice if it's like, stay away from the, owning your own business. You may not want to. I mean, what would you have done different? What would you recommend to me? And I took that time and I wrote those things down and I tried to engrave it on my mind and heart and and take those things into what I was going to do. So take that time to take that first step. If it's talk to someone who has experience in it, make that call. You know, if it's do some research, set aside some time at night or early in the morning and do that research. If it's just thinking about and pondering your next step, go down to one of the beautiful walks by the river or park and take a walk in peace and nature and consider those things. You know, if it's make a phone call to someone, make that call, book that flight. What is keeping us from doing it? What keeps us from taking those steps in life that we know are going to get us on that journey of a thousand miles. And yet we just can't quite take that first step. So friends, I want you to take a little bit of time, all of us, and write down what that goal is or what that thing is we want to accomplish, what that thing we've been meaning to do. And then just write down some of those action steps and take one, take the simplest action step you can take. Maybe it's just look something up online or make a call to someone and do that first action step because there's something, there's great power in doing. You know, knowing is one thing, believing is essential, all of these things, but there's something essentially empowering of doing. When we do, we become. And it's an amazing thing. You know, my wife has taken a great joy in cutting our grass right now. She loves to mow the lawn. And uh, I think that's great. We used to have people that do it. And, and now we take care of our yard work because for us, it's kind of a respite from the world, right? We can put on headphones or just listen to the sound of the, of the 
mechanical tree shrub cutter or the lawnmower and just kind of be at peace in nature and have this moment to be productive in something that we can control and something we can quickly embedder and increase the appearance and enhance. And there's something joyful about that. And so she finds great joy in that. It's something that she enjoys doing. And there's something about that doing that brings joy, that brings accomplishment, that brings a sense of, of contributing to the world around us. And, you know, as, as we do, we have a greater desire to do more, right? There's something euphoric about getting that thing done, getting that step and getting that reward, whatever it may be, whether it's the exercise endorphins that we receive post work, or, or if it's maybe just the appearance of how thing appears when we're done. Life happens in the doing, right? The amazing things don't happen in the drawing room. Yes, the amazing things are designed there. And we have to take time in the drawing room of our mind and our soul to blueprint our lives. But the magic happens in the doing, in the producing, in the going forth and taking those steps. And so friends, if you want to add some magic to your life, we all do. We all do. Life can be, it can be rough. I mean, if you watch the news, it can be really rough because it seems like there's so much negativity. There's so much bad things that can happen and do happen. And, and uh, you know, we shouldn't be forecasters of doom. And we shouldn't be, you know, tuning in to the channel of regret or shame because there's too much potential and power in all of us to accomplish. There's too much wisdom and there's too much built up demand for what you uniquely have to offer the world and those around you. So don't let despondency, don't let regret, don't let shame, don't let guilt, don't let whatever it is bringing you down, bring you down too far to where you can't get back up. Remember what my friend said, man, that was serious and life is short and it's fleeting. Am I ready to meet my maker? And that third thing, let people know you appreciate him and take time to praise them. And friends, life is short. Start taking those steps today. That journey of a thousand miles begins with that first step. So take it, write it down and take it. And trust me, you're going to feel so good when you do. And then when you do, don't give up there. Take the next one. And if your dream has always been to go to Wrigley Field or go to Niagara Falls or travel to Italy, whatever it is, start taking those steps. Start taking those steps toward it. Because life is short and we have to make it beautiful. And we make it beautiful by the doing. And friends, it's time in our lives that we get to the doing. Because I love that book love does because it talks about love as this concept and it says love is action when we love we do and love does and friends i love you thanks for spending this time with me let's take that love and that energy and that excitement and zeal for life that we have in our dreams and start putting them into actions because as we do we'll inspire those around us to do the same thing we'll attract positive energy and positive people And we'll get that amazing feeling of taking those steps. So take them today and take that step of tuning in next week to Life Notes with Sheldon. Thanks for spending this time with me and have a beautiful day. 
You have been listening to Life Notes with Sheldon. Listen every week for a brand new note on life. We hope that we have given you a way to get off the sidelines and back into the game of life as your best you.